You're listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience, hosted by me, Anna Parker Naples. I'm taking you through the journey of writing and publishing my first historical novel, focusing on the history of women at home in Britain, the Bletchley Park girls, the factory girls, the Wrens, the Wafts and the Land girls. I'll be sharing with you the challenges of the research, the learning and the writing struggles as I celebrate with you the women at home in Britain in the 1940s. Permission to write. I think it's important that we acknowledge we have permission to write. Nevertheless, when I started on my very first day at the course at Faber Academy, I'll be frank, I was really nervous. I'm externally a very confident person, but I always get anxious about going into new environments. I'm quite full on, I'm quite energetic, and I I worry that I'll be too much. I'll show too much of my enthusiasm too early. And I knew that I really wanted to make a good impression. I wanted the people on this course to help support and guide me and that we would be learning together. There was also a vulnerability in this because this was the first time, other than that letter of application, that anyone would be seeing my writing work in terms of fiction. And I was super nervous. And on the first day, it was great. For whatever reason, this particular group of 15 people you could just tell there was a great energy in the room and we had to introduce ourselves and a little bit about what we were intending to write. Some people had already written 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 words. Some people like me had the bare bones of an idea but didn't know exactly the direction it was going to take. Some people were very experienced writers and considered themselves a writer already. Some people like me felt very much more at the beginning of that process. And we were made to feel very much that wherever we're at on that journey, that is totally okay. And we have just as much right to create a novel that we're proud of um, and be on that journey of learning together. On the second week, we we really delved into character and how you can make sure that whatever you're creating with your story, bearing in mind people have got vastly different ideas. I think there's one other person writing something that's a historical fiction, but everyone's ideas are so diverse. What the important thing is in your writing is to get inside the emotion, the feeling of the character and tell the story. So I can already foresee that the research that I've been doing, the reading I've been doing, the throwing myself into understanding that world, to a certain extent, I have to now leave that behind me as I tell the story and get rid of anything superfluous to the story. Now, that's fairly challenging for me because in my initial concept of what I wanted to create, I had probably eight different women in different scenarios that I wanted to bring out. I wanted to have a a WAF, a Wren, a land army girl, a factory worker, a debutante. I wanted to have a teacher. All these these different things. You get the picture. So that I was showing in this one town that I felt like was like a microcosm of the war, all of these different personal experiences. But it's too much to have all in one go. So how do I tell this story and uh, still giving that snapshot? So that's part of the process of me learning. And doing this exercise, this particular exercise, we were given an image of a person. We were all given a different image and we were given 20 minutes to write down who they are, what their name is, what they do, what their occupation is and what they want. And that for me was a really important key to starting to access different things about my characters that I was going to build. So 
often what we want on the surface isn't actually what we want deep down. And every character that we create has had, whenever we meet them in the story, has had a past life and has a future that they're imagining. So what happens when, or that they want to go towards, what happens then when obstacles come up for them? One obstacle being the war, but there will be many others as there are in our everyday lives. For me, with a background as an actor, getting inside the character from that emotional perspective about want want, really unlocked lots of things for me. And I went home from that session and I pulled together all sorts of writing, scrabbly bits of writings I'd been doing over probably a year period, pulling together the resources and seeing actually I've got got about 8,000 words here that hang together in some way that that form the basis of these ideas. And so I didn't feel like I was totally starting from scratch anymore. And I was really aware that whatever I wrote would always be open to change and expansion and re-edits within this environment we're working in. Another thing that we began in week two was that the first volunteers were assigned to hand in 2,000 words of the opening part of their book, which by the time we came to our class, we had all read it and had some thoughts or feedback to share with them. So we've got this group feedback mechanism and that's really vulnerable. You know, as a creative, you're going to get better because you're going to get input from what the reader's experience is but it's so vulnerable and I was very thankful not to be in that group because I wasn't one of the people who had already begun my novel not really at that point and I learned so much from reading other people's work and get, seeing the feedback that they received, not just from our tutor, but from the group as a whole. It just started to open my mind as to what was possible for me in my own writing. So I hastily went home and actually, I always feel after I've come away from those sessions that I'm not ready to continue writing or making changes. I need to let things sit a little bit. And I'm always coming back into, because I've had a day out of my business, I'm then very busy for the next couple of days catching up. And then at the weekend, I'm giving myself this space to take it all in, to process and really focus on the writing. Nothing happens until I've done a couple of hours writing. And I knew at this stage that I needed to create my 2000 words, which I had a draft of something I thought might work. And then I completely scrapped it and almost started from scratch again, really coming from that place of who are these people? What's their emotional journey at this point? I don't need to know everything that happens to them. I need to know at the start of the war or the moment that the spotlight comes on them in the story, what they were expecting to happen and where they're at with that right now. I also had this incredible, I love a post-it note. I love a post-it note. It's how I mapped out my first couple of books. It's how I map out any course that I run. It's how I map out this podcast. I bought this giant stack of post-it notes and I wrote out every idea that I've had about what I want to include. So this included research, character ideas, some family background stuff I would love to bring into the story somehow, somewhere, even if it's a minor mention or or something, some of the political and historical and military things that were happening, some of the timelines about places that were being attacked and information that I knew about some of the, the men and where they'd gone. So I've basically got this entire, it was all over our dining table and all over our wall, 
all in different colours so that I could start to pull together, well, if I'm going to tell this story, what are the three or four main characters that I want to be able to tell this story through? Which are the bits I'm definitely including and which bits actually feel superfluous? And that was amazing because I could start to see this this how I can create a community of people who aren't necessarily close, but have a connection in some way in this town or the town as it was in the war. So that got me really excited and starting to see real possibility for what I'm creating, even though I don't know the whole story. And I keep coming back to this. I feel like the story is really the women's personal experiences, but the story is also the impact of war. And I'm allowing myself not to get hung up on, I don't know the whole story. (laughs) I'm allowing myself the freedom to play and explore while I'm learning much more about the writing side of novel writing. In the third week, we had another session where we were looking at other people's work. And by this point, I would say we're more confident and clear in our feedback to people. It feels kind of brutal, but also quite very supportive. And I today, as I record this, I've just handed in my first 2000 words to be picked at, poked at and feedback given, really constructive feedback, always constructive. It's very vulnerable. It is very vulnerable. And in the afternoon, we had a guest speaker come and uh, be our tutor for the afternoon. And this was David Nichols, who is author of One Day and Starter for Ten. And The Understudy and Us is his latest novel. And he was really talking to us about his whole career as a novelist and how the career side has gone over the last 20 years, how he fell into that. And for him, when this, you'll know why this really spoke to me, he started off work as an actor. He started off work by being an actor, it not working the way that he wanted and him finding ways to access his creativity in a different way. So whenever he writes a book, he comes at it from the way that most drama schools teach actors to embody character. So he would do that for every everyone in his book, as opposed to thinking about structure, which is a really different way of writing. So that really that really fascinated me. And what came up that he kept saying again and again was that he just allowed himself to be a writer even when he didn't know if he was good enough. And the interesting thing about that is he's had this incredible career. Lots of his books have then been turned into screenplays or movies and he's got some other deals coming up shortly. But he's also had writing and including entire novels that in his mind have totally flopped. And that was after he'd had a wave of success. And watching that, even now, seeing the pain of the fact that his writing and his work wasn't received well was quite fascinating. And realising that at no point as a creative are we ever 100% fully happy with what we put out there. There is always room to grow something, improve something, refine something. And at some point you have to let go. But that was that was really fascinating. And he hugely inspired me. He was very, very open about his experience of being a novelist and his processes. And it got me excited about what this might mean for me, that I do have permission to be a writer. I do have permission to explore. I do have permission to believe that I could be successful. I do have permission to throw myself into what I'm doing. And also trust that not everything that I create is going to be perfect because it isn't. That is the artistic uh, nature. Not everything we do is perfect. 
I hope that that's been interesting. The next time I speak to you, I will probably be sharing with you how it felt to get that first feedback on my work from a group of individuals there to support me, but wanting to help me grow and nurture. I already know that it feels uncomfortable. The piece that I have written, actually, I'm not going to tell you that bit. I'll tell you that in the next episode. I would love to know if you're listening and if you're finding this interesting. This is a passion project for me. Probably the best way is to reach out to me on Instagram. And if you, that's at Anna Parker Naples. And if you just send me a message with WW2, then I'll know that it's this show you've been listening to. Thank you for listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples. Let's make sure we celebrate these incredible women at home in Britain in World War II.